focusing on an emerging generation of kings. Let's go real quick to Mark chapter 16. Mark 16 from verse 14 to 18. We had such an amazing time in the first service. And like some people have spoken to me between that service and now that they have to listen to it again. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. These things that we're teaching, please, can you make a commitment not to miss any Sunday at least between now and the end of June? It is very important that you get the whole set because again, what happens many times with believers is that we have pieces and elements of this and that. And we wonder why the whole set does not work, right? It takes a whole constitution of resources to make cake, to bake a cake. You can't just have a lot of nutmeg and say, oh, how come there's no cake? You can't just have a lot of flour. You can't just have a lot of butter, right? So I just like butter is smooth. It's like butter, right? And you can't just have all of them in disproportionate measures. They have to be in a certain measure, which means that attention is required. And then when you have the butter, you have to beat into butter so you can taste better. Right? You gotta beat it. And the beating part, because for many of us as believers, we already have the ingredients. But can you beat it? Not like a Michael Jackson, beat it, just beat it. <laughs> but can you beat it into butter? Right? Can you batter it, right? As we begin to experience this, and everybody, you have a practical exam this week. What's the practical thing? To manifest the healing power of God through your life. So whether you do a live session or a WhatsApp update, if you're sick, please call me. I want to pray with you. Be bold about what you carry. Be bold about it. Um, Christianity, our walk with God, becomes bland and boring when everything is all about logic. There's a dimension of practicality, and many of you have experienced it before, where you know that when you're facing an impossible situation, your prayer, your declaration, your encouragement, the inspiration you provide actually makes a tangible difference in somebody's life. Isn't that so? So this week, you will not enter the week as a normal person. You're entering as a spirit being supernaturally endowed and endued is anybody responding to that and because of the atmosphere you carry depression cannot stay in the room it will not stay in the room and by the way if you think you are depressed you need to ask yourself what state are you in right when i say what state are you in you know, if water tells you I'm liquid, that's because water is telling you, or rather, if water tells you I can pour, that's because it's in a liquid state. If it's ice block, you know there's a way the water is so frozen that it cannot pour. Do you understand? Freeze yourself into your divine nature. Your divine state. Right? Don't allow circumstances give you label or labels, I'm depressed. Where is that in the Bible? Show me in the Bible. You're at best dealing with a state of depression. And the good thing about states is that states can change. 
So we're going to deal with trauma, we're going to deal with therapy, we're going to deal with soul wounds, we're going to deal with emotional hurts and all. But one of the first things the doctor knows to do, that no matter what I administer, I need to boost your immunity, isn't that so? Right? How many people even know that sometimes for a certain surgical procedure to take place, say the body's not strong enough? So the body has to be prepped. So for some of us, we need some deep-seated surgery, but we need to start by giving you boosters first. Are we here now? So the first message in the Dr. Jesus series is what? Him unity. Immunity, but him unity. And we had an amazing time in the first service. It's going to get deeper. If you're ready, shout the ready amen. Amen. That sounds like it. Go to Mark 16 from verse 14 to 18. Later, he appeared. Who is he? Jesus. You notice in the NKJV, Jesus is capital H. If you read my post often, you will know when I write about Jesus, I don't give him the small H. I give him the big H because the big guy is <laughs> the big man. He's the real man in him. Every other man is made perfect. Later, he, capital H, appeared to the 11 as they sat at the table. And he rebuked what? Their unbelief and hardness of heart. Because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. Can I just touch on something? I'm not going to be teaching it, but let me just touch on it. You know, when you see Jesus being, in the matter of speaking, frustrated with a lack of faith or the unbelief of the disciples before his death, burial, and resurrection, the Bible will say, and he rebuked them. He rebuked them. He chastised them. But after the resurrection, do you notice what is rebuking? I should begin to the island. Because your faces look like, what's the rebuking here? Look at anybody say, nothing do you. Tell the person there's nothing wrong with you. But there's something wrong with unbelief. There's something wrong with hardness of heart. So learn to separate you from the issues you are dealing with. After he had paid the price for them, they were already bought. So what it was rebuking now was not them. What it was rebuking here was their unbelief. Of course, God still chastises us. But when he's dealing here, he's saying, I want to relate with you from the premise of newness. You are not the state you are in. You are not the state. Let me ask you, what state are you in in Nigeria? What state are you in? Are you Lagos? So you can be in a depressed state, but you are not depression. Oh, come on now. Your account can be in a funny state, but you are not broke. Your body may be in a tired state, but you are not tired. For they that wait upon the Lord shall. In other words, I can change my states. What do I need to change my state? Power. It's power that changes your state. How many of you know there was a time in Nigeria when there were just regions? There were not states. Then after a while, I think there were 9 or 11 states. Then after that, 15 states, 17 states, then 21 states for a long time, and then 30 and 36 states. What changed the state? The power. The person and power determines the state. So whenever you are in a state of depression, maybe your body is in power. 
Your soul is in power. Your flesh is in power. Your history is in power. But the Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. He also says, every one of them appearing before God in Zion. Where do they go? They go from strength to strength. Listen, life does not need to be up and down for you. Life can be up and up for you. Where are those I'm talking to? Life can be up and up. The Bible never says beholding as in the glass, the glory of God. We are moving from glory to shame, from shame to glory, from glory to depression, depression to pain. He says we are moving from what? Glory to, glory to, glory to, glory. When a tree is going up, growing up, it doesn't come down. You don't see a palm tree. The Bible says the righteous shall flourish as the palm tree. You don't see a palm tree tall today, then it's short tomorrow then it's sideways no once it starts growing it's growing up I don't know who I'm speaking to but you might as well get this your worst days are literally behind you you are on the growth trajectory the Lord spoke to me he said to me 2008 was going to be the worst year of your life that was the year I was almost losing my mind and things were acting crazy and I can say to the glory of God from 2008 spiritually financially socially influentially it's been up and up and up for somebody 2023 is for you what 2008 was for me you are about to enter into a an economic economic upscale somebody show immunity is my experience I'm getting better and better I'm getting wiser and wiser I'm getting richer and richer I'm getting stronger and stronger I'm getting more anointed and more anointed my gifts are making room for me and taking me places the Bible says it makes my feet like the hinds feet and it makes me what climb upon my high places I am mounting up I'm not mounting down my mountain is due that's why I'm refreshed High five somebody, tell him it's time to fly high. Life doesn't have to be like this. Right? It can be like this. You get it? Because the staircase, you know, it flatlines and it quickly goes up. Flatlines and quickly goes up. You're not supposed to be on a plateau for a long time. And if ever you're on a plateau, it should, it should be to settle, to appreciate how far you've come. Yeah. And to prepare for where God is taking you. Yeah. Too many believers settle premature, prematurely. I proclaim concerning you that the Lord breaks your nests. So you can rediscover your wings. Every place, Uche, stop getting distracted. Every place of false security, false comfort. May the Lord disrupt it in the name of Jesus. <laughs> he appeared, he rebuked the unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. Jesus is risen. Now, who are those who have seen Jesus? All of us have seen Jesus. We see him in our hearts. But a teacher, a preacher has seen Jesus in a different light. He has seen the revelation of Jesus in a different light. The Bible says, I will give you shepherds after your heart. Jeremiah 15 verse 3. Who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. For them to feed you, they've seen the food before you saw it, right? So, a preacher is a witness of a revelation. The revelation is supposed to become your instruction and your conviction. Yes, sir. 
to produce faith in your heart. Now, whenever it is, Jesus sends you a preacher, a pastor, a, a teacher, and you don't believe, guess what Jesus does? He rebukes your what? Unbelief and your hardness of heart. And sometimes stagnation is his way of rebuking your unbelief and your hardness of heart. He can hold you in a place. Because he's saying, I've already sent my witnesses to you. That's why the Old Testament says, believe the Lord your God. What will happen? Be established. But your prosperity is when you believe the prophets. In the New Testament, that's a voice for God, a preacher or a teacher. In other words, God cannot do anything functionally outside of his constitution, his word. God is not a law-breaking king. He abides by his constitution. Listen, God cannot be disintegrated. He abides by his constitution. Did you get that? Whenever anything breaks, it's because their constitution is distorted or discordant. God keeps his word because he is his word. And to break his word is to break himself. So when God has given you revelation, God is like, what else do you want me to give you? You want me to give you my blood? And say, oh, I already did. Kuku kill me, but you already did. Look at anybody, say, embrace the word. Believe the word. Chew the word. The word of God has medicinal implications. Good to see you. Has medicinal implications in your life. Are we getting that now? He rebuked the unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. Let's keep going real quick. And he said to them, go where? Into all the world and announce this. Declare what is the gospel? The good news. Now, if it is the good news, it is not only good news because the news is pleasant. It's also good news because the news makes pleasant. <laughs> it's not just good news because the news is good to hear. It's good news because the news makes things good. It makes people good. Actually, it's practically impossible according to God's definition of good news for anyone to be good without the good news. It is the good news that makes us good. I don't wait to be good to receive the good news. It is the good news I believe that makes me good with God. You know when someone says, are we good? You know what that good is? What does that mean if I say, are we good? Are we? In talking terms, are we guys? Are we on the same page? Are we relating well? Hope there's nothing between me and you. The good news puts you in good standing with God. So we're good. Now, how many of you remember school? Some of you never had to bother about that because you already had four, five points all the time. But in school, there were some people that were advised to withdraw. You know, there's five points. There's 
four points, there are three points, there are two points, one point, and there's what's the point? <laughs> right? First class, second class upper, second class, lower third class, then, were you in class? <laughs> were you in class? <laughs> Now, there was, I think for the different schools, it varied. Like good standing was either, I think 1.5 or something. CGPA, right? If you had less than 1.5, I think for one semester or two semesters, no, for one semester, I think you would be advised, one in or so. Two semesters, you'd be advised to withdraw. That means you're not in good standing. It means the records are showing that you might as well not waste your time, our time. <laughs> go and learn a trade right the good news as long as you're in good standing no matter what's happening you can stay in that school what the good news does is that it puts you in good standing with God so that regardless of the carryovers you're having in your morality you are still in the school of the spirits Whoosh. somebody didn't hear what I just said the good news is what secures your admission and God says I will add to my mission in your life. Listen, being born again is not a moral issue, it's a legal issue. They are two different things. A judge who's driving to deliver a judgment in the court of law. He's driving and he splashes water on somebody on the road. You know, that's a moral issue, not a legal issue. When that same judge delivers his judgment based on the jury and he vindicates the person he splashed water on, that's a legal issue, not a moral issue. Oosh. Legality is based on constitution and arguments. Many people think that salvation is a moral issue. That if I do the right thing, yeah. I'm in good standing with God. If I do the wrong thing, he has blotted my name. He could have finished. You fast well, he writes your name. You tell a lie, he removes it. You fast, writes your name. You mistakenly drink Fanta by 11.45 a.m. They remove your name. Who has that time? Somebody say, I am legally accepted. Shout louder, say, I am legally one with him. You're not shouting it the way you should be shouting it. Somebody impregnate somebody. Let me not look too deeply, so I won't see. The person who impregnates the other person does not accept responsibility for the child. That's a moral issue. When they check the DNA, they will find his DNA in the boy. That's a legal issue. When documents are being signed, the person who assumes fatherhood of the baby is not the nice friend of the woman that treated her right. Moral alignment is not the same thing as legal compliance. See, this 
simple thoughts. Well, sometimes it's not simple. These thoughts are the difference between you playing church and living the life of God. Because if your internal government structures are not right, you'll be pretending as if you are not pretending. I didn't ask you to clap, but if you clapped, you should be bold enough to do it well. Do you get it? So it's better for you. Listen, the person who does not have admission into Unilag, eh? But enters every exam hall and is the first to answer the question. Right? Everybody thinks it's in school. On graduation day, we'll go know what's up. But the one that is crisis at the back. One point something GPA. When he graduates, they'll still give him pass. He's a graduate with his ignorance. The other one is not a graduate with his intellect. If any man be in Christ, the word in is a preposition, preposition. In other words, Christ is a location. If any man be inside Christ, who is he? Look at your neighbor and say, they've never seen me before. They've never seen me before. They've never seen me before. Tell the person, you don't know who I be. Oh. Look at that person say, take a look at me. I'm a wonder. It doesn't matter what you see now. All of you who are revamped creatures, panel beating creatures, repainted creatures, uh, reworked creatures, I better pass my neighbor creatures, keep on sitting down. But if you know you never existed before Christ saved your soul, you are a completely different being. Stop trying to find validation in the progress between the sinner you and the moral you. God didn't save a moral you. Your morality does not weigh anything before God. He said, our righteousness are like filthy rags. Pardon me, women, in the original language, it says sanitary pads. In fact, it's worse than sanitary pads because sanitary pads are a modern invention. Back then, the women would have rags that they would tie and wear so that when it's that time of the month, nothing is drenched. And you can imagine how gooey and how disgusting nothing was. Jesus said, even the person who uses that rag, that thing they used to tie, he said, even that person discards it. Does anybody keep in their wallet? So when someone wants to attack, he choke, he choke, receive it. My blood is against you. Go under the light and leave him. Right? He said even the owner, the contributor, he discards it. In other words, in the light of God's revelation, when you see your human righteousness as he sees it, you will dis disregard your good works outside of Christ because your good works outside of Christ strengthens your self-centeredness your arrogance your pride your ididness which is the first thing Jesus says discard if you want to follow me it's as we gain spiritual maturity that we understand this and then we become very slow to judge people and very eager to teach and to show mercy. 
So we don't kill people for their mistakes. We help them heal in spite of their mistakes. We're looking to help, not to harm. We're getting that. Where's my, where's my scripture? Where's the scripture of the Lord? <laughs> Media, you're caught in the revelation on the Lord's day. All right. Now he says, he who believes and is, somebody say baptizo. That word baptized is immersed. Immersed. Now you can use water as a token of that. But the original baptism is not water baptism. The water baptism is not bad. Some people have bad mouth at the water baptism and all of that. It can be a public declaration and a public indication. Usually, when we have our beach experiences, and if those of you who want to be baptized, we do a, a small baptismal class for you, and I baptize people in the water, right? But it does not mean your salvation is not complete without water baptism, because some people have taken baptism to be uh, no water baptism, you are not saved. Mm -mm. The original baptism is not baptism into water. Is baptism into the baptizer. Yeah. Is baptism into the word, into Christ. I will show you shortly. That's the first baptism into Christ. Baptism as baptism, so that's immersion, submergence, like a submarine. Your inside, almost kill me, not that kind. Your inside, inside the wall. <laughs> Agio means like marine girl, queen of the coast, Ogbanji, right? Ogbanji, right? No, no, not that. That's not who you are. But you're immersed into Christ. Now, if somebody's immersed in a pool or immersed in, immersed in an ocean and you're standing afar off, what can you see? The person of the ocean? The ocean. So if any man be in Christ, he has become one with the ocean. That's why the Bible says the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as what? The only thing God compares the global coverage of his glory to is water. Because water is that thing that when you stand on this edge you can't see the end of it. What you think is the end is not the end. It's a marriage between earth and sky. Which is what God has wanted to do for all of mankind. That the heavens and the earth will become one. So a lot of us, we think about emergence. Oh, generation is rising. Emergence, the emergent generation. Emerge, emerge. But the key word there is merge. And the word merge is the word marriage. Are you hearing this now? Merge. That's why there are mergers and acquisitions. In a merge and acquisition, what name does the new organization take? The name of the smaller or the name of the bigger? The name of the bigger. So when God merged and acquired your life, a new being showed up. And this being bears the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous who is saved is now in that name. When my wife married me, we were merged and we became one. And her name became Toju Dami Oluwatoimbo. Are you hearing this? Now? 
Now she doesn't use the compound name because the first name, the surname is long. So by the time you add Dami to it, that's like 17 characters. That's like 17 characters in me, but God is good. <laughs> right? Merged. She's no longer Toju Fregena, which was her name. She is Toju Dami Oluwatoimbo. Now guess what? The name is hers, whether she behaves like me or not. So even when your decisions are not right, your position in Christ is still right. And your position in Christ gives you rights. Righteousness, rights yours next. That's why you're seated at the right hand side, seated in Christ at the right hand side of the Father. That side means that side of approval. The side of approval. In other words, I don't have to wait till the end of the age to know whether I'm on God's left side or God's right side. Because Jesus said at the end of the age, you'll separate the goat from the sheep and he'll tell the goat to go to the left and the sheep to go to the right. Well, I'm already seated at the right hand side. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So I have already passed from death to life, from judgment to vindication, from being a slave to being a son, from being condemned to being set free, from being dead to being alive in righteousness. Are you hearing what the word of the Lord is saying? Where are my immunized people? The enemy will now use guilt when he knows that he has lost. But you now use lies. You know that person where they carry last pass for school that year? Who now be telling you bobo, story, story, story. Right? Yeah. The person that is coming last. Ah, this exam is very hard. Or people that carry over, carry over, carry over. Now in your class, there are three years of senior, but in your class. So this, this exam is very hard. This lecturer is very wicked. Oh, what I need to do? Somebody shout bobo, bobo, bobo. <laughs> Devil say God doesn't like you, bobo. <laughs> You are not accepted. What do you tell the devil? Your name has been removed from the book of life. Can I propose to you, Zobo? What is miracles? Can I tell you this? When we think about the book of life, many of us were thinking about Iweda, like flipping, 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 flipping. The book of life is a person, Jesus Christ. Because books are made from trees. And righteousness said the righteous shall be like a palm tree. The righteous shall be called oaks of righteousness. Even in Yoruba, they will call an intelligent person Igi Iwe. A tree of books. A tree of knowledge. Jesus is the tree of life. So when I believe, God shines the light on my name in it. You were written in Christ from before the foundations of the earth. The only people who will not be found, don't forget, when you read the book of Revelation, he said, and whoever was not found, the Bible does not even say whosoever's name was not found. Whoever was not found in the book of life, was cast. Now, finding, is that not a process? Yes, sir. You have to be looking for it. 
You know, I was telling my wife a couple of days ago that sometimes I'll tell my brother, you know, when we kids are growing up, Shetty buy me re ball me. He will say me obey wa. Textbook me, and otherwise of you help me find my textbook. I wasn't looking for it. Now, wouldn't it be ridiculous for me to come to this place and say, Jerry, I'm looking for the bar of gold I put here before service. You know that would be deceptive, because I didn't put the bar of gold there. So when the Bible says whoever was not found, that means the names were written before. But those that do not believe. I cannot force you to stay here. When Jesus comes into the earth, Hebrews said, he said, Behold, I come in the volume of the books written of me. Psalm 139 says, All my days were written where? In your book. Even before I lived any one of them. What you are doing on earth is that you are living out God's play on earth. But there is no play that ever starts without a playwright. The playwright is the person that writes the playwright. He writes the playwright correctly. So you have to pay attention to his scripts. To know your lines. Like you pay attention to the scriptures. To know that all the lines are falling for you. In pleasant places. You have a goodly heritage. Don't let me throw this microphone. In other words, wherever the die is cast, I am good. I am settled. I am sorted because I am in Christ. And Christ is good. I did a white paper post. My head is always correct because Christ is my head. And Christ is always correct. Those of you are not ready, you're looking like I'm an entertainer, just telling you some nice fables. But if you know this is the word of God proceeding with refreshing energy from the throne of God, can you celebrate God for the divine inclusion? <laughs> Thanks, BLT. Love your company. So let's go to, do we get it? Yes, sir. It says, whoever believes... Let's go real quick. Uh, yeah, let's finish that. Let's finish that. Verse 16. Because <laughs> I want to land somewhere there. Whoever believes and baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be what? Yes. Now, <laughs> who does not believe? That's all. If you don't believe that the doctor can treat you, does it mean the doctor hates you? If someone doesn't believe the hospital can help and they die, was it the hospital that killed them? So look at that. God does not hate sinners. If you don't accept Jesus and you end up in the fire of judgment, it does not mean that God hated you. Jesus was the doctor that said, I can fix this. Oh, I've had 13 abortions. <laughs> I can fix this. Oh, I have horrible nightmares. Come to me, all ye that labor and are heavily laden. What will I give you? I'll give you rest. <laughs> I was going to say something, but let me leave it. 
I'll keep it till later and I'll share the rest. Verse 17. Anybody getting blessed already? Verse 17. And these. So these are signs, indications that let you know you're on the right track. Isn't that so? Now, if you're going to a place you've never gone before, do you know that you want some confirmatory evidences that you're on track? And that you're not on a diss track? Because that could lead to a diss track. Sean, you know a diss track where somebody is insulting another person? What's that thing they used to do, that rap battle thing that Nick Cannon used to? What's that show? Wild and Out. Look at anybody see another Wild and Out. Hey, yo, your mama is so tall, even the heavens can't contain a head. <laughs> so you see, your daddy is so short. He was the inventor of shorthand. <laughs> that was completely spontaneous. Now, you're going into a new experience in God. The salvation, redemption, maturation experience. What are the indications that you're on the right track? What are the signposts you are going to see? What are the confirmatory evidences? Like, you know, science, acid turns blue, litmus paper red. Base turns down the guitar, the acid, the, the, and the opposite of acid, alkaline. Base turns red litmus paper to what? Blue. Oh, you remember your chemistry. I also hope you have chemistry with Christ. Is your name Kemi? <laughs> these are the signs. He said these are the signs. These are the signs. One sign, they will cast out demons. Now, can I propose something to you? That we need to really get our priorities right. Our focus should be on Christ, not on demons. Yeah. Now, who's a demon? The spirit entity under the governance of the devil that, can I have something I can kick? That opposes, that is a foot soldier that opposes the agenda of God in the earth. Okay? I need something a bit bigger. Empty bottle or something like that. Right? So a demon is not a big deal. So it's like, yeah, hey, okay, so no, he's not. Even the demon has, is hearing me. It's like, ah, should it too? Something that we're just hiding, right? I'll profess something that is not so valuable, like, because the demon is, is just. It's, it's not it's good stuff. But isn't that the water I want to drink afterward? I don't drink demons. Right. It's in your pathway. Now, casting, this is not casting. This is not casting. This is removing. That's exactly who said that. Who said that? That's a preacher. That's a preacher's mind. That's laying aside. Demons are not the sins that easily beset you. He said you should lay those things aside. Wait. When you want to cast a demon, that's like, get off my way. 
You are a distraction. Gera right here. Are you getting what I'm saying? If you want to know more about demons, I did a series, we did a series last year. What was it called? Angels and demons. Please go and study that. Characteristics of the devil and prince of the power of the air and all of those kind of things. Angels and different categories of angels and demons. Right? So you cast it out. How do you cast it? You don't sweat it. Come out now. Come out now. Come out now. Hey. This demon no one hear what. You won't see Christy now. The power is not in the drama. The power is in the name. When we cast out demon spirits, we should not even bother to confirm that they are listening. Now, there are issues where the will of the person is in marriage or under subjugation. That is the one that can take time. But that one do it the way Jesus did it. He engaged the mind of the person and the demon spirits. So we are legion. So for we are many. That's somebody that has become a hostel for demonic spirits. Somebody say, I am not an Airbnb for demons. I am a house of the Holy Spirit. Say, I am occupied by God. I am overtaken by the Spirit of God. Christ lives in me. Christ dwells in me. I am one with Christ. Christ is one with me. We are merged. We are in marriage. We are one. Now and forever. In the name of Jesus. Give God praise for that. can touch a couple of things and it's touched today so Wednesday I'll touch on those things about immunity from what have you been given I can give you a couple of things do you know that you're immunized against judgment <laughs> you will not be judged by the father you will be judged by Christ but the judgment of Christ is not whether you are good or bad, or whether you have a place in the kingdom or not. That's not the judgment. The judgment of Christ is to give unto you according to the works you have done. The believer is immunized against the judgment, the great white throne judgment. You just show up for formality, not for interrogation. You know why? Because when they check your files at the great white throne, they only see Jesus, 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 Jesus. Every other thing before Jesus, God formatted it. And when God formats your hard disk, there is no hacker that can bring it back. Because that hacker is not Aka Akaya. has formatted the drive. Who is the person? Nobody has format enough to unformat the drive that God has formatted. 
Say, God, don't you remember who? What? Where? Oh, don't you remember what I did in, when I was 16? You? Who? When? When did you get saved? 2019. That's when your life started. Somebody's like, eh, 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 is that possible? Can I ask you a question? <laughs> Carmen is going to be seven years in about three months. Seven years old. It's amazing. God is good. It's the way I'm not clapping. As if you have seven year olds every day. When we celebrate his seventh year by the grace and mercy of God, in August, we'll say seven. Why don't we say he's seven years, nine months? But he was a human being in the womb before that. Let's backtrack. How come we don't say <laughs> eight years from the point we started doing things for that purpose? Okay, from the point we started praying together very closely for that purpose. The Bible says, in him was life, the life was the light of men. The light shines in darkness, and darkness cannot comprehend. It says, he was that light, and he is the light that lights up everyone that comes into the world. So no baby, no baby's life starts to count until they come out into the light. So we never will say, oh, this Carmen used to kick a lot inside the womb. He somersaulted, he flipped, he's irrelevant. What you were before the light of Christ came and you were born again, God does not account for it. The best image of you before you were born is an ultra scan and you can't use it for your passport. My ultra scan is not me. Are you hearing what you saw me do in a club or in a community or in the backside of nowhere before Christ? It does not count. It can be on my driver's license. It can be on my passport. It can be on my BVN. It can be on my company logo or my branding. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things, no matter how many they are, they are all passed away and all things. Oh my God, where are my newbies? Where are my new children? Where are the, the sons of the kingdom? Where are those who are rising in power and authority and audacity? I find seven people beside you and tell them I'm a new man. 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 I feel like preaching on a teaching. I feel like preaching on a teaching. Look at your neighbor, say neighbor. Say neighbor. Say I'm a new man in Christ. My past is gone. My shame is gone. The guilt is gone. She's 
Jesus has come. Jesus is my new occupant. My flat is not empty. I am occupied by God. I used to open my legs one time, if you used to, but now I've opened my heart and he has entered into me. Brand new life, yeah, live it up. Brand new life, live it up. Do you see that? Let me show you scripture. Romans 6 and try to taper it down. Salvation gives me access to God's bloodline. Salvation is not an upgrade to my old life. It's a replacement of my old life. The new life I have is not a repainted version of the life I used to have. Because many of us have apple, and you know, based on apple that Eve ate. The Bible does not say it's apple. People just think it's apple because what else can you eat before sense enters you? <laughs> if it's coconut, as it break them. You just be like saying, <laughs> like, ah, this is the way they do. You'd be like, if it's pineapple, thing would have hurt you. Be like, ah, that's a sign. Right. If it's which other one? Pardon? Orange, you're peeling, thing be entering your alibosa, entering your, but apple just can before you have brain. Mmm. Hey, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, <laughs> apple. In fact, some theologians argue that there was no physical fruit at all. There was a metaphoric presentation. It's an argument, but just get the point. They disobeyed God. <laughs> and it had to do with the tree. That tree is important because the tree is symbolic. Yeah, I can't go there today, but the trees and gardens are very symbolic. Jesus died on the tree, he had to be in a garden of Gethsemane, and tree of life where branches is the vine with the branches. There's a tree, the trees all through Revelation. Now, many of us are used to the Apple wall, so you have an Apple phone, and every now and again there's an Apple phone and updates. A updates to iOS 16.5, 16 point whatever. Listen, when you come into Christ, there are updates on your soul. But your new life in Christ is not an updated version of your old life. The old life is like Sonia Erickson, the first one, that brick one that if you slap somebody to break their head. Sonia Erickson. <laughs> it was like Nokia, Nokia. The phone required Nokia. Let it fall in Nokia. To bounce back. That's the old phone. That old phone could do certain processes like play snake game. Remember snake game? Old life, it had a dimension of consciousness. The person who's not born again, their intuition can still pick up a few things. Their conscience may still work. The person may even have dreams of what may happen in the future. But they are not led by the Spirit of God. It's as many as are led by the Spirit of God that they are 
the sons of God. Please, let me just say to the sisters, the fact that he has an LED TV does not mean it's led by God. It might just be a screen saver. That may not save you at all. Right? So that old phone, it cannot receive updates. You cannot go to Apple Store. You cannot go to iStore, Google Play. You cannot do, there's no Bluetooth there. There's no conversation with God. Are you here? So in the new life, God gives you a completely different operating system. Somebody say, my system is different. The system of the world is take all you can and keep all you can and sit on the can. System of God is give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, present, and together. System of the world is condemnation, guilt, and shame. System of God is commendation, salvation, and approval by God. System of the world is for you to beat yourself down. The system of God is that you receive the love of God, then you put your flesh under without damaging the real you. Are we here? So Romans 6, if you can take it from verse 3 for time's sake, you can study the whole book of Romans. If you have not, it will really enrich your spiritual understanding. Take it from verse 3. Or do you not know that as many as baptized into Christ were baptized into death? Verse 4, keep going. Therefore, we were what? We were what? Buried with him through what? Uh, don't be afraid to say it. Sorry, that death. See, listen, by the time I'm done with you, death will be hungering you. But it's not because of death. <laughs> okay, so it's like this time to start living in this church. <laughs> Let me explain what I mean. I can explain. <laughs> I don't mean you just see a trailer. Let me go jump inside. Please. I'm not the Kenyan pastor that told you to go and starve to death. No. Right? No. What I mean is, you know how Paul was so confident in the face of death? He said, should I go or should I stay? Because to die is gain, but to live is Christ. But it's to your benefit that I stay. In other words, I still have stuff in me that I need to pour out. When he finished, I said to Timothy, he said, I've run my race, I've finished my course. He says, I like a cup, I've emptied my cup. As a drink of, I've poured everything. Ilea, not the Muslim festival, that's, Ilea means let's go home, homecoming. When you finish your work in the office, do you stay in the office? Except you want to do runs. or you use office internet to be doing your own thing. You want to be using God's earth to fulfill your personal agenda. When you finish the work in the office, you might stay a couple of minutes. Stay with some friends, except you're giving some people a lift. Because some people, they say we must die together. No problem, let me just wait for a little bit. Are you getting the point? Death is not something to be afraid of. Okay, you don't get it, I'll show you. So I said, I still don't want to die. <laughs> Calm down. You will not die until you finish your assignments. And you have a bit of siesta before you go. And you will not die in an accident. 
or a fire or anything like that. Your children will surround your table. They'll have conversations. Sing your favorite songs. Look at your pictures. Say, so guys, I'ma see you resurrection morning. Daddy, don't go, don't go, don't go. I'm already 102, let me go. So, but daddy already died. Do you want to give me any? Let me go. <laughs> then they're now singing a song for you. Wherever you go. <laughs> I need to close. So, but did you get the message? All right. Now, it said, we're buried through baptism into death. What does that mean? When Jesus died, I was included in the death. This is the reason I said to you, before you got saved, anything that you thought you were, God killed it when Jesus died. There are only two things that give life to your old man. Memories and manipulation. There are people who know how to manipulate your old man. There are environments that are designed to manipulate your old man. And then number two, the memories you have. And those memories are not just images. They are also institutionalized in your body. Your nervous system, your neural pathways, whether it's smoking or drinking or porn or masturbation or adultery, adult lottery, from tete tete. Right? All of the memories as well. Are you following that? That's why Paul says there was a, a war in my members. In other words, this thing is not, it's not just me thinking stuff. Imagination creates models and maps in your mind. So what it means is if I'm going to live the new life in Christ, I cannot live out of my memories. I live out of my meditation on the new life in Christ. Because the mind cannot be vacant for long. It was not designed for vacancy. It was designed for occupation. So the question is, who's renting my flat? I was baptized into death, my old nature, that just as Christ was what? Raised from the dead by what? Now, whenever you say the glory of the Father, what's the custodian? Which of the Godhead is the custodian of glory? The Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of glory. If the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, so he raised them by the Holy Ghost, by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Verse 5. For if we have been... Somebody say him unity. That's it. Him unity. A play on words that I coined for immunity. Him unity. If we're united together in the likeness of his death. Shout this, shout this. Shout this, shout this. Shout it, shout it. We also shall be. of the resurrection verse 6 knowing this that our old man was 
crucified with him that the body of sin might be that we should no longer be you know that song I'm no longer a slave to sin I am wasn't it just a happy line as a revelation based on the written word verse 7 for he who has died has been shout I'm free from sin I'm free from sin verse 8 now if we died with Christ we believe that we shall also live with him verse 9 keep going knowing that Christ having been raised from the dead death no longer has dominion over him now if I am in Christ what does that mean about death this is where I'm closing. I still have a lot to preach. But I need somebody to understand this. Death no longer has what? Oh, you're not hearing what I'm saying. Do you know that for death to have dominion over you, you don't have to die? That somebody can be alive, but what is controlling them is, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. That I don't want to die is also death having dominion over you. That's what makes you cautious, tentative, unsure. But when you know that death has no dominion over you, you will look at Goliath and say, where are you? I'm cutting down your head. You will look at the fire. The Bible says that this man upon whom the fire had no power, concerning Daniel, Daniel chapter 3 verse 27, the four, three Hebrew boys were thrown into the fire, but the God life in their spirit was such a reality to them that even in the fire, you know, he born God. Why? Because God is a consuming fire. So with God who's a consuming fire inside the fire, fire past fire, the consuming fire of God by what they call enthalpic equivalent equations, what it means when you compare the heat of one to another, the heat of the hotter will make the heat of the lesser feel like cold. So when the consuming fire showed up inside human fire, now inside AC, it felt like air conditioning because the heat of God took out the heat from the fire of men. This is the reality of the new man in Christ that you can have a viper and not be burnt. They can have a boil and say you are dead. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That you can speak to the scar on your body. You will leave this body. You keep speaking to it. You keep declaring it. I'm closing to somebody connecting with the word. High five somebody say I have immunity so sickness has no place here fear has no place here shame has no place here well, wickedness has no place here I am set free I am healed in the name of Jesus I will continue on Wednesday but somebody give God praise as you engage this revelation engage it by praying in the spirit for just about a minute Sunday we're supposed to do Dr. Jesus heals my disease but we'll talk, to, talk about the next week I need to conclude humanity on Friday you're immunized against judgment, against death against condemnation, against defeat against failure, I will show you scriptures for those
how do you tap into this consciousness by faith just remember that you have access to another reality just remember that your default setting is another reality so when men say there's a casting down really and truly without you trying to be motivational you are revelational you know that there's a lifting up for you when something bad seems to be happening say God I thank you for the good in this the divine life always redeems it's redemptive so even in a bad situation it looks for the good if there's no good it brings good into it that divine life cannot be defeated is an undefeatable life it cannot engage that life by the spirit the divine life there's no envy there's no jealousy in the divine life why the divine life knows that there's abundance if God did it for my brother he can do it for me and even if he does not do it for me the fact that he has done it for him and in him is still an expression of the divine life for which I am grateful I can witness in my times the divine life is a free life it says in the presence of God there is what fullness of joy at his right hand there pleasures forevermore the divine life is not what we used to distract ourselves when we're under pressure. No, it is our real life that we are learning to live on a daily basis. That's the divine life. That's the divine life. Can you take one more minute and engage that life? That life is also a speaking life. It's a speaking life. That life exercises dominion by speaking. That's why Jesus, he spoke to humans, he spoke to mountains, he spoke to trees, he spoke to fish, he spoke. That's the way the divine life manifests. It's a life of the word and the life of words. It's a life that changes circumstances. Taiwo, it's good to see you pray. It's a life that changes circumstances. For some of you, the first circumstance you want to change is the orientation of your mind. I said, Lord, I thank you because my mind is shifting, it's changing. My orientation is being repositioned. My priorities are being set straight and being set right. My heart posture is now right. I can forgive. Listen, you can do anything now. Now, faith is. The only things that take time two major things that take time number one the willingness of the heart of man the bible says he rebukes two things he rebukes number one is what unbelief, unbelief. what's number two those are two major human factors that block a lot unbelief can come from lack of teaching or wrong attitude to teaching or wrong teaching but hardness of heart can come through personality can come through regrets can come through shame can come through stubbornness so those two together, number, number two thing is if they are demonic authorities or demonic pathways. But the Bible says it gave us authority over demons, right? That's number two. Number three, if there's any delays, oftentimes material. The material takes time to work. So for example, Jesus turned water to wine. It happened the moment they tasted the wine. But we don't know how long fetching the water took. So if fetching the water took six hours, the miracle took six hours. Are you getting that? So some of us start fetching the water and you still tasting like water. Have you filled the pots? What's the water, the word? What's the pot structure? Have you put the word in the structure over that issue? Do you have it on a timer? 
Confessions over healing. Five minutes, 6 p.m. Do you understand? Somebody raise your hands. I want someone to experience Jesus right now. All I want to do right now, focus on Jesus and his presence. He's here. He's here. He's here. Some of you can feel a fire burning in your heart. Lord, I just ask in this moment, right now, touch everyone in a way where it's so clear to you.